guys, welcome to Bestie Talk with Jen and B. Today we are on episode 10. And we have a special guest with us, uh, Miss Jackie. And today we're going to be discussing LGBTQ and community awareness. Um, We've known Jackie for a very long time and um, she's our very close friend. And we just wanted to bring her on the podcast so she can help us understand um a little bit more about the community um how we can support the community and um how we can be allies and also answer any of burning questions Mm -hmm. that um you know that we think about um and that we would like to have answers for so jackie is going to answer uh for us so do you want to introduce yourself yes thank you uh, jen and b Um, it's uh, an honor to be a part of this podcast. I've been cheering you on on the sidelines, so it's exciting to be now here with you both. Coming live. Coming live from <laughs> my home. Uh, no, thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this topic. I think it's uh, one that, especially like in the Latino community, like it's important to kind of dive into those questions, and I'm happy to be a voice um, and have hopefully have some answers for people today. So thank you for having me. Yes, sounds good. I'm excited. Yes. And um, you guys, don't forget to follow us on our IG and recommend us to a friend. Um, our Instagram handle is Bestie Talk underscore podcast. And do you want to plug your um, Instagram and oh, your vlog too? Oh, sure. Yes, I have a blog. It's called Donuts. So that's D-U-N-U-T-S. <laughs> and then E, like the letter Y, because I'm bilingual. Tortas, T-O-R-T-A-S. <laughs> Donas y tortas. You can yes. find me on Instagram. Yes. Can you let us know a little bit, just a brief like snippet of what your blog is and what the Instagram is about? Oh, yeah. I would love to, Jen. Um, yeah, so Donas y Tortas it was created really um, because I my love for food, but I also have a love for food and a love for people. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of different kinds of people, and so what I do with the blog is I get to showcase, uh, you know, cruising the, cruising the paths of food and my dog is being a little butthead, isn't she? That's my dog. Uh, it's not an earthquake happening. I'm going to tie it real quick. Let me just... Charlie! She's licking because she likes to do that. There's a little thing here. In honor of donuts and tortas, yes. Jackie brought us some delicious donuts that we already dived into. Yeah, we dived into those donuts and they were delicious. Freaking mimosas because, man, 10th hey, episode. Cheers. Yes. cheers. Cheers. Yeah, 10th episode. Cheers. 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 It's an honor to bring you along with us. No, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so basically, Donuts and Tortas is a place to, like, find out, like, good food, local food, and also to learn about some awesome people. And so we use food as a device to kind of open conversations. So we have people from, like, advertising to, we showcase people from the LGBT community. And so, yeah, that's what you find when you go to Donuts and Tortas. Hopefully you leave with a smile. Yeah. Who doesn't love food? Yes. (laughs) And good people, good people. Oh, yeah, it's good people, good people. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the food, it's that food. No, everybody has different, like, that's why we have a little bit of both, because some people just go for the food and some people otherwise. So, yeah, yeah, so I true. Love you. <laughs> but I'm here for the French fries. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys, we're going to do the quote of the day. Do you want to yeah. get off? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to, oh, we'll, we'll pick one and we'll let, Jess, we'll let Jackie tell us when to stop. Yes. Yeah. So do you know how we do the quote of the day or the saying of the day? So we have this book. It's called Be Happy. And um, it's just like life sayings and like how to really um, just live a happy life and um, enjoy yourself and have positive vibes. So we like to read off a quote. So we basically, you close your eyes and then she's going to flip through the pages and then you're going to say stop. There's not very many, so tell me. And you're going to say right or left. Okay, okay, and then we'll read it and read it and then you kind of just like say what you want. And go. Stop. Okay. Left or right? Right. Oh, okay. Develop a backbone. Wow. It's like it's reading us. It says, if you've endured oppression, if you bowed to pressure, if you failed to fight back, stop being the doormat. Look within, respect yourself, decide what's really important to you, draw your boundaries, and fight for them. Whoa. I love that. Yeah. And then it has a little snippet here. It says, you must do the thing you think you can't do. Eleanor Roosevelt. Whoa. That was deep. That's a good one. She was also part of the LGBT community. Was oh, she? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, look at that. She had love letters with another woman, yeah. It's meant to wow. be. It's meant to be. Yeah, boundaries are super important. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Those are I love that. Okay. 
Um, and then before we move on uh, from the quote of the day, we did want to uh, plug. <laughs> we did want to plug um, some small businesses. We want to show love to um, those small businesses that are trying to get up from the ground up. And um, we have two to feature today. I know with the holidays coming up, we just wanted to give them a shout out mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. I know that you should put in your order soon. So do you want to talk about the first small business? Yeah. So um, the first small one is called, does that say Suli? Uh, oh, it's man. crocheted. <laughs> <laughs> My glasses. <laughs> Here we go. Crocheted by Suli. I'm I totally love you, Prima. Sorry. Chopped it up. <laughs> it's crocheted by Suli. Underscore um, Suli. Underscore Suli. Do I, okay. Let me take it back. Crocheted by underscore Suli. So if you want anything, dude, this girl has a, just quick, she loves, she didn't know that she had this talent and she's been doing it. She does animals. She does freaking little hats, winter, anything you think of, she'll be able to do it for you. Just got to give her some time. So go ahead and reach out. We'll go ahead and post the links on our Instagram. We'll put the handle in the description box. Yeah. yeah. And I then personally, yeah. Suli actually recently was a customer of hers. I saw what she did for one of our friends. She did a really a beautiful Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But it was just so, like, um, the quality was so nice. It was just, like, so warm and loving. And I have a, a future niece. Her name is Selena. That's gonna We're going to meet soon this month. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I need to get her uh, her mother uh, something, you know, because stuffed animals are such a yeah. big part of, like, childhood yeah. and whatnot. And so I ha uh, they have a dog named Spicoli, a corgi. And so what I did is I sent Suli pictures of, of Spicoli and she pretty much, I pretty, pretty much matched what that dog looks like. And they, I just actually sent it over to, to Annie and Robert in Sacramento and they loved it. It was such a thoughtful gift. And so if you're looking for a thoughtful gift, yes, this is the place, this is the space to do it. I agree. And then the other small uh, business really quick we want to feature is uh, Vic and Ari underscore leather. And that's their Instagram handle. Um, they're a couple and um, they have uh, fine leather. They do anything from purses, wallets. Um, if you want to get it spicy, they do other stuff too. <laughs> or those that want to get spicy. Uh, but they're they really, really good quality leather. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you want to go follow them, we're going to have their um, description in the description. Oh, sorry, their handle in the description box. So go check them out. Put your orders in early. Go check out their Instagram page and show them some love. Yeah, support small businesses. Yes. Absolutely. Please do. Yes. So with that said and done, should we turn on our So we're gonna get into um, how we met Jackie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, do I answer this right away? Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. So we're gonna let's give our. Let, how did we meet her? What's your? What do you? Oh, the guy you're asking the wrong person. Oh. I actually met you through one of our friends yes. in college. So we all met in college. Um, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I. We were in a Hermanas Unidas. Yes. And then she, our friend was part of it already. And she's like, hey, come along. And I think that's how we met you. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you guys were already, yes. I don't know if you guys were already friends or I don't know how long that was going on for, but that's how I remember it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's about right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Accurate. Accurate. And then at, a, at a meeting. Okay. Oh, a meeting. At one of the meetings yeah. for the, for the Hermanas uh -huh. Unidas. Yeah. Uh -huh. H -A yeah, I I went to your F thirty two apartment. I went and I never I never left. Uh, that's what true. happened. F thirty two. Thirty two. Shout out. Uh, yeah, I met our mutual friend Karina, and so I met the both of you. I started like I it was a commuter school, so I was like, I'm gonna get involved with him. I have to meet friends as best I could, and I met all of you, and you got you were all so welcoming. Like I remember going to your apartment and always making you know making me feel at home and like have a support group and you know many nights studying rapping you know oh, yeah. fun, fun sharing fun stories seeing watching good movies and partying and so yeah big it's a big support group for me in college question what was your first impression of us Ooh, who should i go first who should i it talk about first i don't think it matters oh let's, oh. Go, let's start with brenda all right who yeah, did you let's... meet for or do you remember meeting first i don't remember who meeting who i met first yeah, okay. but i definitely no. i have a recollection of first impressions like Brenda was a tough nut to crack, <laughs> but for whatever reason, I was like, I, I want to know this girl. I was just like, because my personality is so like, it's we're funny because we're both Leos, Leos and yet we're so, we're 
quite different in some ways. Yeah. That I was like, like I could tell that Brenda was like, you know, she's a, she's a strong person, and so I was like, ah, like I want I want to make Brenda smile. How do I, like it was a it was like a challenge for me. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna like I want to like uh, kill you with kindness. So I was like, I want to like get to your heart. I was like, and I and I remember you mentioned on one of your podcasts, you're like, who would call me BO? And I was that was me. That I was, was calling you BO. I was like, dude, your initials stand for body odor. That was you. I was like, whoa. I'm like, and you're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you're BO. Um, Definitely don't want to befriend you. <laughs> but I'm happy I, I stuck it through because you've been immense. Uh, you've been so impactful in my life and wonderful. I'm glad I was persistent. Uh, and then Jenny, I mean. Uh, very opposite in terms of like just you're more open more open and kind and welcoming and so you allowed to create that like welcoming and friendly space and um you're like a mama bear I feel like I was seeing you as like a mama bear uh, I always felt safe with you and so yeah that was my impression still the same people yeah same if people. you go getting you drunk she'd be take care of you <laughs> I think my impression of you the, the first time I met you I was like I just remember being at the meeting you're like yes hello hi I'm Jackie like, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you remember that no. like we was should introduce really? yeah. yeah you're like hi I'm Jackie and then like just so bubbly oh, yeah. so such a uh, vibrant personality um just really welcoming and I feel like you would rally up the group because it wasn't a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it wasn't a lot. Our chapter started out small, but it was just like she would rally us, and she was like the videographer. Is that the right she word? Like, yeah, <laughs> she was like she would just yeah. um, bring this this good energy, and I love that about her. And yeah, exactly the same. She's still well, like that. Thank you. So, Jenny. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we're gonna get into a couple of questions. Um, Yes, we're going to get into it. So, like we said, we are going to be discussing the LGBT mm -hmm. community. Did you want to add something? Oh, yeah. Before we get started, and I, I wanted to say, like, we, we might not get, like, the terms right, or, like, we don't mean to offend anybody. We're just trying to do this episode so we can educate ourselves and educate those that listen to us or watch us. Um, so, if we were to say a wrong term or if it comes out the wrong way, like, don't take it personal. We're not trying to do that. We're just, you know... We're trying to learn. Yes. So as exactly. we, we're, we're not trying to offend anybody with things that we might say, or even if Jackie herself weren't to answer it with the right answer, mm -hmm. everyone has a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to touch the surface of it yeah. and go from there. So we're just yeah. going to do this to the best of our knowledge. Yeah. You know? and, and I can only answer from yeah. my own experience and, uh, and I'll be very honest about, you know, if there's some answers or some questions where I may not have the best expertise in that, but I'll, I'll provide as much as I can. And I know, um, I don't know if I ever, if you realize this, but uh, in terms of my friends, you are some of the first people I ever came out I to. I do. That's a good point. Yeah. Which is like, I think goes to the heart of like what you're saying right now is like you, I know you're coming with an open heart and wanting to, you know, you're open, you're open people. And I... I, yeah, you, I felt uh, whatever it was and whatever yeah, in that I moment, I felt very, uh, I was at the time very desperate to tell someone. And so whatever it was that y'all did as people, as human beings, like you, you made it so safe that I was like, all right, like there, I mean, we all had our issues and our mm -hmm. things. And so I thought, okay, like it's okay to have something that yeah. you're struggling with. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to share this with y'all. And of course y'all were amazing. Yeah. I remember you telling us, and I think we just said, okay, yeah. and we went about our business. Yeah. I mean, I think I remember saying, I don't remember exactly well, the words probably I said, said something more to but I, <laughs> I just remember like, okay, I, I kind of felt, I kind of, I think I remember saying to you, like, I kind of already knew, and I just was like, I still love you just yeah. the way you are, yeah. you know, something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly what I said in that, or I don't know if you remember. The sentiment came across. Yeah, like, it was and like, it was like, it's okay. Yeah. I remember you being <clears throat> nervous, though, to, to let us I'm know. telling you, I didn't really tell a lot of people, and we didn't get into that, but, like, yeah. you were some of the first people, like, outside of my family that I told. Mm -hmm. Like, and so that, that makes it more real when it's even when you, outside of your family, like, then it starts to get real the more people you tell. And so mm -hmm. that's probably why I was nervous because I was like, I really don't know how you, I didn't really know how you would react, but obviously I knew enough that by telling you, I didn't think I was going to lose the friendship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So when did you, when was the moment you knew you were gay? 
Was it later on um, when you were like a teen, adult, or was it when you were a kid, or when when did you know? I mean, I think as an older person now, not too old, but older, <laughs> definitely like there's a lot of moments where you look back and you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty gay, you know. But <laughs> but in terms of like in the in real time, like when did I actually like think, oh sh, like I could this could yeah. be potentially me? I grew up in a Catholic home, a Mexican home, and so homosexuality was like. Oh no, you you don't want to be that, you know. And I was, and I as a Catholic, and I I'm not happy, I'm not proud of saying this, but I thought I was untouchable. I thought, oh, if I'm Catholic, like I, there's no way that I could be a part of the community. But when I was, I do remember this. I was, I was 16, and the one of the only openly gay kids in in high school brought in like a panel. It was like Stop the Hate Week, and it was a panel, and it was a pretty small like group of people in terms of audience. And it was like people like from PFLAG, which are parents of lesbian gay folks. And, and they were like a couple lesbians that were like, you know, adults, professional lesbians, just mm -hmm. regular people, you know, talking about their experience. And for whatever reason, I felt like the room like caved in on me that day. I was like, why is this like resonating with me? And why is this uh, making me so afraid? Like it, okay. I felt threatened by these ideas and these mm -hmm. things. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? And then they started talking about like, like the L word was just, really big at the time which was a tv show one of the only tv shows that depicted lesbians and i was like and i got curious and so the more that i started kind of learning on my own the internet played a big role in that is like i was like oh my goodness like this all resonates with me a lot and so like most gay people i was like well i'm gonna start dating men because there's no way in hell i'm gonna make this okay. like this is not gonna happen to me yeah and i and i feel bad like there are certainly men in my life that i dated and i i do feel guilty in some respect because maybe my intentions were not there. I mean, I tried my best to make it work, but I you know, realized that that wasn't, you know, that's part of exploring yourself and mm -hmm. your, your identity is like, I realized like, oh, maybe I really am gay. And so anyways, that was one of the first times I can definitely recollect. Like, I felt like my identity was not what I thought it was, mm -hmm. um, which could be really scary if you live in a home where being that was not okay. And it was, uh, yeah, so... Did you feel like, and this is another question, did you feel like you had to hide how you really felt? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Like, I'm telling you, like, the minute I started to even unravel what I was feeling, I was like, uh-oh, oh, no, got to scale it back. Like, what can I do to feel like, a, like, sure. and I remember I lost a lot of weight. I remember I straightened my, started straightening my hair. Like, even, like, gender roles, like, making me, like, okay, I need to make sure I attract men. Okay. You know? I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I remember being like, this was a mission for me. And, I, you know, I... My friends were all boy crazy and so but I was able to kind of hide and just support them in their endeavors and just they didn't really I didn't really that's the thing I appreciate my friends in high school is like they never really pushed me on doing that. There was one person in particular who was not necessarily a friend friend, but she pulled me aside on a and it was around the same time she pulled me aside at a party and she was like, So what boys do you like? And it's not I was like, Well, I don't know. I wasn't very vocal about it because I also had insecurities and whatnot and and she looked at me, she's like, You're a lesbian, huh? And I was like, What? <laughs> How dare you think that of me? <laughs> so, you know, it was like there was there was nowhere in my life, whether it was personal or friends, there was no I didn't ever hear any kind of affirming language or visibility that being gay was was an okay thing. So to even think that was like, oh, I'm not even gonna go there. Like Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um could you give us a, I mean, I myself have learned these terms and I can't sometimes get the order right and I'm sorry about that, but can you give us a breakdown of LGBTQ? And I know now they've added two more, right? You said it was IA. IA. Mm -hmm. If you could, we're not going to get all into it, but if like you could just tell us what each one stands for that you know of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So L stands sure. for. So L is lesbian. So mm -hmm. that means that that's someone who identifies as a female okay. and uh, and and likes the same gender. So likes uh, females as well. Uh, gay is a man, a male who identifies as a male and likes men. A B is someone who likes both genders, men and women, uh, equally, like emotionally, uh, romantically, everything like that. Okay. That's by someone who's bisexual. Uh, T is trans. So trans is somebody who was not biologically, uh, that was assigned, assigned at birth a gender that they do not identify with. Okay. Um, and then questioning, I've heard it in two ways. It's either it can be questioning, which means like mm -hmm. you're questioning your identity, whether that's your gender, your sexuality, 
or uh, queer. queer. And so yeah. queer was a term back in the day that was used kind of like a derogatory term to kind of put them, put the community down. Okay. And so the community has sort of t changed the way they look at that word and they brought it back to be like, no, we own it. And like, for example, I consider myself queer. And I don't like, I don't know, for me, I just feel more comfortable with the word queer mm -hmm. than like lesbian sometimes because queer means that like, I don't want to fit into a box, not just for my sexuality, but also, um, you know, even like in terms of how I carry myself and wardrobe, like I want to know that there's flexibility in that. And so mm -hmm. that queer box allows okay. me to feel that way. Like I don't always feel really girly. And so being queer like allows me to be like, I'm just sort of like, I am who I am. I'm queer. I'm, you know, I'm in my yeah. own element. And so that's, that's how I feel about that word. And then and I, 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 sorry. So intersex, intersex are folks who I want to get this right. Um, are folks who are maybe born with okay. uh, multiple like sexual organs okay. Okay. or lack of or, or somewhat uh, to those okay. degree to that degree, and so that is what someone who's intersex um, and asexual is someone who is not sexual. So, and I think I've done a lot more, a little bit more research on asexual because people think like, oh, do that asexual, you're not mm -hmm. attracted to anyone. Does that mean you don't have a relationship? Like, and that's that doesn't mean the case. It just means somebody's more. That they're not sexually like stimulated or okay. attracted, but they still want to have romantic love and still have relationships. So, okay. And the plus is like there's uh, there's other identities, but those are the the main like the more majority that people there's okay. more visibility. Identify with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, what was the hardest part about coming out, and what was the best part of coming out? Oh, which one should I start with first, Jen? Dean. Let's do let's do worst, and then that way we can end on a positive note with the. The best. <laughs> well, it's it, interesting. And interestingly enough, the worst and the worst, the worst and best are quite, quite interlocked. One cannot happen without the other. Okay. So I think the worst part of working coming out is my relationship with my father. Okay. My father uh, is somebody that I, as a child, uh, looked up as as a rock of mine. Like a, I idolized my father. He was such a. I still very proud. Like I think he's a wonderful man, <clears throat> a wonderful father, and. Um, I respect him. I respect the way he does his thing, you know, whether it is like his love devotion to God and his love devotion to his family. Um, but, um, at the same time, it was very difficult to, you know, I was his little girl. And so mm -hmm. to ruin this idea of like what I was to him, like I knew that coming out to him was, it was going to be a sacrifice that had to be made, right. That he was not going to see me as his like, you know, adored straight, you know, like I was very religious, like I was mm. very smart, you know, um, I am, I think I still start, but I was like, I was like, very dedicated and I was like, very much like wanting to make my father proud. Like that was yeah. like looking back at my childhood, that was like very much a priority to me for whatever reason, his validation meant, meant a lot to me um, because I respected him so much. So I knew that coming out to him was going to be the hardest part. And it, and it was, um, when I came out to him, I it came out from a moment of desperation. I just couldn't have to help it anymore because he was just on a different wavelength. And ironically enough, he was actually going to be the first person that I was ever going to come out to before my mom, before everyone. Like mm -hmm. I was going to legit come out to my dad because I was like, he's going to help me. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to solve this for me because he's like my idol. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was like, he took me, he drove me to my college orientation and you know, high school was ending, right? I, that morning I had my high school breakfast or whatever. And he took me to college graduation uh, orientation. We we're driving back and I'm like, like I was already, by then, at the end of high school, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I could possibly be gay, and I don't know what to do. I don't know who to go to. Yeah. So we're driving back, and I was like, in my head, I was like, I remember I asked him something very pretty vague, and his answer was like, kind of like, oh, okay. Like, this is reminding me, like, this is where his head is at. And I remember in that moment, I was like, I, I can't tell my dad. I, this is something I cannot, he can't solve for me. Like, he can't. And if he's going to try to solve it, he's going to do it in a way that's not really going to allow me to be yeah. me, yeah. you know? And so that was really difficult, but that started my journey, which was, it was difficult, but I was like, I got to do this on my own. And so when I did tell him, I told him years later, I was 26 when I told him. So like oh, so eight you years didn't after. tell him right there and then. No, when you thought, you I, made a I made a decision that day. I was like, I am not telling my father. I don't trust my father oh, with this, which was okay. like, holy moly. Like, I don't trust my dad, like on this. Like, that was really hard for me to like grasp and to accept, you know? Yeah. So when I did tell him, I was like, oh, like, it was hard. And my dad said some, I mean, and so that, he didn't take it well. I'll just say that much. He didn't take it well. And I would say out of everyone in my life, he said the most 
like negative things about it and he he really wrestled with it and so that was tough but the best part of this journey is how i've seen him evolve mm. like where he's like <laughs> i'm gonna get through this moment <laughs> uh, where that's like he truly like i think he he's opened his heart and mind and i think he loves me and he he may not agree fully to his limit you know whatever limitations he has but I do feel like he loves and respects me and he supports me. Uh, and I, not a lot of people, not a lot of people get that. And so yeah. that's been the best part is be like uh, to, and to allow myself to accept that, to accept that love from him, you know, because sometimes, you know, that shame that, mm-hmm. that is there as a child, like that, that doesn't go away. And so that's been the best healing part is like, like how much he's been supportive of like the wedding and like getting engaged and like that's, I mean, I never thought that would ever happen. So, yeah, I'd say that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. that. And I, I'm so glad that 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 evolution that he made, that progress to mean like, you know what, this is my daughter. This is who she is. And I'm going to I'm gonna help her. And I'm going to also accept her for who she is, too. And I, I really like that. And that's good. And you're right. Not a lot of people get that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's come, maybe not full circle in all aspects, mm-hmm. but the fact that he has come around like that that's true love and that's Mm -hmm. that's meaningful and I'm I'm glad that you have that because like you said not a lot of people get that so I'm happy for you in that aspect too that's I mean (laughs) that's I mean if there's any parents listening I mean a parent's love is right as you can probably is, is yeah and it's unconditional and part of being unconditional is like I don't know, it's, it's, it's like, you're getting to know your kid and you got to love it all, love it all, mm-hmm. the good, and the yeah. bad, you got to love it all, just like yourself, right? You love it all. You got to love your kid. We'll love it all. And yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like as a mom, like you, you do like the good, the bad and the ugly, you're going to be there for your kid no matter what. And even, I know this is like a little bit far off the topic, but like working in, um, human services. I used to work in a lot of group homes or like with uh, kids that have been um, through the system. And as much damage as their parents have done or like whatever the situation might be, they still want their mom and dad. They still want the validation from them. So no matter what yeah. you, they're everything to you. So that validation, that love, that unconditional love, you still love your kid no matter what. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad you're getting that support in that Thank aspect you. too. Um, um, okay, so let's go into this one. What do you think, since you mentioned social media and stuff, like that kind of plugs into how you were coming to find yourself. Um, nowadays, it's just at the very touch of our finger. Um, I have heard a lot of people say, not a lot of people, but for the majority of people say when someone says, comes out and says, I'm gay, um, we're just going to use a ter- general term, whether mm-hmm. you're, you know, lesbian, yeah. transgender, whatever. I'm yeah. just going to use it gay as a general sure. term. Um, what do you say when people tell somebody, like, I'm gay, but that person says, like, no, you're not. No, your friends are pushing you to do that. Mm-hmm. No, you're just curious. No, you're just going through a phase. Like, what is your feeling on that? Because I feel like that person could honestly like there is like in college let's be honest like you go through a phase where you're like oh i want to there was even a song about it by carrie perry i kissed a girl and i liked it like who the hell didn't want to try that like curiosity does hit at a certain point Mm -hmm. but like when do you as a person like you need to be able to separate that like what would you say when somebody says hey i'm gay but that person i guess their own beliefs are like no you're not school's making you this way or society is making this way like what would you say to that? Love this question. Love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> um, especially as someone, you know, again, I come to you with this answer with my own perspective yes. and my own, because of the experience that informs this perspective. Gosh. Uh, perspective. I had someone once tell me, a mother, because I've been fortunate that people have now come to me for advice and I'm happy to be able to have be a resource. And somebody said to me, oh, you know what? I just think it's just, it's just too it's just too open out there it's just too open and i said to her is it too open or have we just been so closed mm. and the reason why i'm saying this is because and again if i was being gay has truly humbled me it's humbled me and i'm grateful for that and that's a gift that i've been given because of my because of the experience i've had 
I think that if someone, I think when people say that stuff, I think, you know, all, all I ever wanted was to feel valid in whatever I was feeling. And I think for someone else to tell you what you do or do not feel, it's not their place. Mm -hmm. I think it's as simple as that. I think if somebody is curious, if they're bisexual, if they're trans, that's their identity. That's their life to choose how they want to live in and what they feel. So who are we to, to tell them how they feel? That's like, and I remember this in college. I remember being in the closet and I would see all these people who are openly gay living their life. I'd see all these straight people living their life mm-hmm. and I was hiding. And I, and then, so there came a point where I was like, Oh my God, like I'm not even living my life because I'm so afraid of all these people who are living their own life, what they're going to think. And I thought, Oh no, 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 <laughs> hold up, hold up. Like that's not like, just like they're living their life. I need to do, I do I need to do my own thing mm-hmm. too. And so, and so I say to the people that, you know, think that social media is doing all this. It's like, when you think about this community, like, there there's nothing there's nothing out there that's truly like helping them identify and represent who they are and so it's like i mean i remember like i would feel these things and like for me like social media and media like it helped me it didn't it didn't it didn't influence me it helped me actually i like oh my god i see myself in that person i see myself there if anything it helped me um but, but whether, whether there's media or influence or whatever, I think ultimately, like I said, like everybody is entitled to how they feel and, yeah. that's, and they should be able to validate that. And that's, I think that's why there's so many different types of ways that people want to be seen is like, because they just want to be understood. They want people to see them the way they see themselves. Mm-hmm. And because we have these two little boxes, well, mm-hmm. rather big ones, boy, you know, female and male, stay straight mm-hmm. or, you know, straight, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, I think the human human mind and human life is so complex. And so I think now we're actually able to kind of, there's, I mean, too, like if I would have, I look back and I'm a little like, I'm a little bummed. I'm like, dang, I could have had like a, a childhood, a high school where I could actually have dated people and express myself. Yeah. But even in college, like all those years of shame and guilt. And it's like, but I'm happy though. Like I have to say, like, I'm really, I'm really happy that the new generation doesn't have to do that doesn't have to feel that shame like mm-hmm. you know all when you see a bunch of like 30 40 year olds and beyond like these bunch of people living with trauma and and being a, an oppression and it's like if we can change that it, sh- it starts from validating other people whether you understand it or not doesn't matter it's not your life you know like it's mm-hmm. not your life and, yeah. and when I became like when I realized that I didn't become when I realized I was gay I'm telling you that was a moment where I was like I have no one to say anything to anyone because I did not think that this was going to happen to me but this is my reality so how dare I like how dare I tell other people like what they feel or don't feel like nah no it's not my place like not my place at all and the, the more we can do is like affirm people underestimate affirming care letting people know like hey I'm so happy that you are who you are yeah you know not being like oh like you know there's all kinds you know like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people say stuff like oh well you know you know, you just got to love everybody the way they are. It's like, no, I love you. Yeah, damn right. I love you that you're the way you are. Yeah. I wouldn't want you any other way. Like that's sort of affirming, being affirming, being explicit and saying like, I love you, be, you know, because you are the way you are. Like, love that about you. Wouldn't want you any other way. So. I like that. I really like that. I'm glad you um, give your perspective on that. Um, another question can you well actually when it comes to like pronouns they she his hers mm-hmm, am mm-hmm, i saying that right mm-hmm. um can you educate us a little bit on on that and how we can use it in the lgbt com- community or or when is it right because to be honest with you that that's something new to me mm-hmm. i know it's been out for a little while um more than a little while right mm-hmm. but i feel like we hear it more now. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the younger generation too, we hear it like, I know you were discussing it not that long ago oh, yeah. about teens using, no, I want you to call me they, they. or he yeah. or, yeah, we're I'm talking not, about it yeah. day, right? And we're like, okay, well, you're, you're they. Well, yeah. to me, it's like when I hear that, I'm just like, it, it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's new, like you said. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, like, it's like, whoa, like a whoa moment, like, 
what do you mean? Like, I guess I need to learn it so I can, so I can learn how to, I guess it's an identifying thing, you know, like I'm not that person. I don't know how that person's feeling. So it's like, if they were to tell me, oh, they, you know, like, it sounds funny. Like you really want to be called they, but like, it sounds funny, but I don't, I don't take it that way. Cause it's like, okay, that's how you identify. Like you want to be they, he, she, who, who, who cares? Like whatever makes you feel happy and human and validated because I would want the same thing. Like if you want to be they, he, she, who, whatever, like go ahead and be it. Like, how is that even fucking bothering me? Like, it doesn't yeah. bother me. Right. Like I'm just taking an extra step to be like, Oh, they like, that's it. Right. You know, but like, yeah. And I, I've never, I, I, I don't know if this is ignoring me, but I just, or a silly question to ask, but I've never had somebody, I don't even know if this is how you would use it. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you about it. Mm-hmm. If, when, does somebody come up and say, I want you to call me they mm-hmm. or she, like, I don't, yeah. is that how it's, because I've only heard it like in a panel. Like they, they present, like somebody presents themselves. Like if I came in and it's like, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I identify as she, yeah. or, you know, that's how I heard it. But I've never, does somebody in the LGBTQ community go out and talk? Introduce themselves? As they, mm-hmm. or as she? So that's my question. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to break it down. Okay. All right. Okay, this is edu- education right yes. here. Um, <clears throat> very similar to what I was saying earlier, like, we, you know, the community wants to be validated seen because we just come, we, we have these two boxes, right? Female, male, straight, gay. Okay. We assume a lot of things when we see people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it can actually honestly stem through other things, whether it's disability or other race. We assume people when we see them. Mm-hmm. We have these own biases of like, well, I see Jenny. She's, I think she's a girl because she was wearing a pink shirt, right? So yeah. she's a girl. Yeah. So what pronouns does is it enables people to clarify because they don't want to be misgendered. Like, okay. and that, that to me was perspective. Cause I'm also learning, like I've been able fortunately fortunate enough to, to work with um, a lot of folks in the trans community and understand their perspective. And, you know, for them, I like that you're saying Brenda, about like, it's, it, if that's what you need to feel seen about it, it takes us what, like, we just have to learn and adapt. And that's good because for them, like, when you, if you make a mistake, say, for example, you misgender them, that could be the 10th time that day that they've been misgendered. So to view, to you, you're like, oh, but to them, it's like, oh my God, the 10th person that doesn't see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a lot of perspective. I was like, wow, okay. So we can do it little by little. We can make the, the work mm-hmm. so that those people, the people can feel seen and validated. So that's just like a general yeah. like, look at like pronouns and why people, um, I think it's, it's a good custom to like if you're on zoom i think zoom has enabled us to like on your name you say your you say your mm-hmm. name and then you put in parentheses mm-hmm. your pronouns that's kind of like saying oh that woman's a badass like how you can call somebody a badass you can but you can't but call what somebody they're, well there may not be a woman they yeah they identify as a woman yeah. so you're assuming that she's yeah. a woman but they're not what if they identify as a man or or non-binary which now it's like some people don't feel that they fit in either box they're like yeah and, and so that's why saying, well, that's why it's like, there's this, the, the idea of like using inclusive language, same with, uh, with sexual orientation. You know, I can't tell you how many times people came up to me and were like, well, do you have a boyfriend? How many boys are you dating? And I immediately, I'd be like, oh, now I gotta pretend I'm straight because I'm too scared to tell them that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gay, you know? So it still applies. So in, in some ways I understand the gender situation about like being, assuming things yeah. about you. Um, so that's why it's, it's, you know, I think, um, we've been in a pandemic for two years. So I think, uh, in terms of being virtual, like it's been really easy with Zoom to like put your pronouns or in your um, in your emails. Mm-hmm. I do it now where I like if I introduce people on email, I go, hey, this is Brenda, and in parentheses I put she, her, hers. Mm-hmm. You know, just so people like, okay, this is what they're this is how they identify. Obviously, you have to know them and yeah, speak up for them if they haven't you know, they changed the way they identify. I think in person, it's gonna just kind of it's for me personally, it's been something where um, you just sort of have to. You know, of course, if you know who they are, there's no need for that. Mm-hmm. But maybe if it's like new people, you can tell them like, hey, like, hi, Brenda, nice to meet you. I'm my, ja- I'm my Jackie. I identify uh, with, you know, she, her pronouns. Okay. And that's all. And so then you can you can share it or not. But now you know that you can identify with me in that way. Gotcha. So just like I think it's because it's such a beginning way of changing the narrative that that's why it's going to be kind of like different. But I think it's anything what you're doing is you're opening up the you're opening for other people anything new scares people yes yeah. yes and then it just becomes a routine that once was such a big thing and now it's just like oh yeah 
she over there like yeah. you're not even paying importance to it anymore uh-huh. it's such a yeah. big yeah and it seems like it could be like a conversation starter because you could mm-hmm. say like oh yeah she identifies as her or she and i identify that way too and yeah. like we have that in common yeah yeah and then you mentioned about how like how do you say they them and, and actually it's interesting because if you actually don't know somebody you go mm-hmm. uh there they they did yeah. this so yeah. you actually can use it. Like you don't necessarily mean, you know, like it's people actually, there's a misconception about that. It's like, oh, they left their phone here. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't matter so, what yeah. their pronouns are. Like, so you can actually use it in that way too. But I think with non-binary folks, it's like, you know, I, I have to applaud like that, that community because they're, you know, they're breaking barriers. And, and, and sometimes when you break barriers, it can be a lonely place. I can definitely speak for that yeah. as someone who was the first person who's openly gay in my family, like, there's going to be a lot of people who don't understand me. And so um, that's why it's like, you know, it's good to do the education on your own, um, you know, so that you, know, you can yeah. you can learn on your own too, not put it all on the person. Um, yeah, you need to yeah. educate yourself, learn things, ask questions. Yeah. I think people are just so scared. Like we said in the beginning, people are just scared uh-huh. to ask questions. And, but it, and more so to other people wouldn't answer them because it was hard to come out because then you feel how are you feel judged or et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but now with time, the time that we're in now, I feel like everything is so freely out there. You know, I, I just feel, I've heard like people say like, oh, everything's so free. Like you just feel like you could call yourself anything. And it's like, like, who is it really bugging? You know, like, it's just, dude, call yourself whatever you want. Yeah. Like, fuck man, I see these people like on influencers who are like, makeup done so good like they fucking like rock the little cute outfits it's like damn like she Mm -hmm. owns it Mm -hmm. you know but that's all i see like it's a person like Mm -hmm. it's not hurting you if it's a a male and they're dressing like are you jealous that they look better than you in that outfit like it's a personal thing i think if you deal with it i don't know if homophobia would be the thing but like if it's bugging you like it's your issue it's not really about them you know like well, and if it bugs them, it says more about them than about the Oh, person. yeah, for so, sure. Because you're, you're afraid of change or you're yeah. more scared of what what you are maybe might be confused with. It could be that. It brings me back to, like, um, what you said in the beginning where you're, like, um, you know, I think in high school you said, like, no, I need to change, I need to change yeah. uh, my outlook because I'm not lesbian. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel this way. Like, mm-hmm. or when you get those thoughts, I wonder if, like, those people that say, like, um, like it bugs them so much that people are out and about and like expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the deep rooted issue there? Mm-hmm. You yes. Know? Yep. That is a kind of, yeah. that is a million yeah. dollar question. What well, the heck? <laughs> when I when I started college, I I, I was it's, you know it was like my intention was like I'm gonna be in the closet, and I could not have met any I couldn't have met more gay people. Like I feel like God was like aquí está here you go like yeah. here, go, turn around and we're here again. Okay. And I feel like God was like you need to deal with this like and you have to see that people are okay like these people are living their life and no. so that helped that helped me which at the time i didn't see it that way i thought it was like i was terrified but now i'm like oh that makes sense you know everything clicks yeah you. when you look back it's like okay that makes sense now yeah. but it's hard when you're going through it definitely is. it is <laughs> um okay so i asked that when we went off on the ted what's your next one um uh, let's <laughs> see um Okay, I think we already addressed that. Oh, okay, what should you tell or what you, should you do or say to someone mm-hmm. that comes out? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody came out. So there's a movie called Dear Simon. Have you ever I've seen, seen that? I've seen it, yes. No. You've never seen it? Oh, no. Yet. Okay, I can see it. So in this movie, he comes so out to his mom movie. and what his mom says is like, oh my God. It's like what every gay kid wants to hear, which was like, you can breathe now. Like you can, mm. you know, and it was just like, it's like, like, you're okay. You're okay. Like you can, mm. you're okay now. Like, let me take care of you now. Like there's so much like pent up uh, frustration and like confusion. And so to be, for someone to confide in you, you go, okay, like, it's mm. a, you're good. You're going to be okay. Like affirming. I'm telling you, like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Like yeah. a safety net, a safety net. But this, this idea that it's like, you don't have to bear this anymore. It's nothing for you to bear. Like, yeah. you know, but like breathe now, like you're safe and it's, it's okay. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. Not that, that it's okay. It's awesome that you have figured out like who you are. Yeah. Um, 
question to that. That's somebody, I think that's, that. I, I like that answer that you gave or like what to say to somebody. But what if you're, if somebody, like let's say you're, somebody tells you, but that's the reaction that they give you is not that. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, I can, I, can, I can speak on a personal experience. One of my aunts, she came out um, to me and one of my cousins when I was around 17. And I kind of had a feeling she was, but I don't know. I, I guess I have, I don't know if the right word would be gaydar. Yeah, is that a gaydar? Okay. You knew I was. So yeah, I kind of felt like she was. And I I kept thinking like to myself, like, oh, okay, like she is, but when she's ready, I guess she would tell, she would tell us. Well, actually, we were the first two to know. She oh, told wow. me and my cousin. And so um, my reaction was like, you know, her girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, you know, what would you say if so-and-so was, like, girls and, like, you know, or, like, was in a relationship with me. She brought it out, you know, oh, her like girlfriend that? was like that. And then oh, okay. she was there and she just did my aunt stay quiet. Oh, wow. I was like, well, I would just tell her, like, I love her. Like, you know, I would just do that. And then my cousin was in the car <laughs> and she was, like, she just said dead silent. And then she was like, yeah, yeah, I would tell her I love her, right? That's uh-huh, what she said. Uh-huh. So then we were going a trip to Santa Barbara, and I remember uh, we get off, and then because they had told us, like, I guess her at the time her girlfriend was like, oh, like, we feel more comfortable being, like, affectionate towards each other. Mm. So I was fine with it. Um, you know, I didn't think anything of it, but then my cousin was like, that's so weird. Why are they touching each other? Or like, why? Like she said, yeah, she was comfortable Uh with it in the moment, but I think she was more in shock and she didn't know what to say or, and then she's like, and then we sat down, we had dinner and then she kind of let it all out. She was Mm. like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you know, like I thought you liked men and like, so you like her and she's your girlfriend. Like, and I think it made my aunt at that time feel really sad. And she didn't know what, you know, like, I think she thought, okay, like this, you know, they are something and stuff. And then now it's like, oh no, now you really thought about it and you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, should you, I don't know what my question was exactly now that I'm thinking about it, but. Well, your, your story brings up something really interesting. Okay. Um, because. I'm sure your cousin meant well. It's like nothing against your cousin, mm-hmm. but it is not your aunt's responsibility to try to calm your cousin down. It is your cousin's responsibility to find that education on her own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like telling a cancer patient. I mean, I don't want to compare to cancer, but like, let's just say like there's something that happens to somebody and they share something or an addiction or whatever, or, or, or something that they, I don't want to mention that. I'm not trying to equate to that. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm just saying, like, to give you what if there's something that they've exposed themselves about, something that's very personal to them, they've, that they've been holding on to, and all of a sudden they're like, well, why? Well, that doesn't make sense. Like, It's like, dude, I've been vulnerable to share this with you, and now you're trying to make me feel, mm-hmm. you know, like that is not your aunt's responsibility. It's nobody's responsibility to try to make the other person feel, to be honestly comfortable. I mean, they have to take it upon themselves to be educated. And that's why, like, I've heard many stories of people nervous to tell, come out to their family and their friends because they feel that the reaction is going to be, oh, now I got to try to explain this to them. When I've been trying to explain it to myself for years, now I got to do the extra work. It's like, no, no, no. People that come out to people, it's like, it's a privilege. It's like, hey, I'm being honest with you and I'm letting you into this part yeah, of my life. And it's not my responsibility for you to try to figure it out. It's your responsibility because this is who I am and I'm not changing. Yeah. And I probably have, it's taken me a lot of courage and time to find the words and find the, the courage to tell another person. So that's what I would say is like, if you are the other person who's like, oh, I'm not sure, I'm confused. That's okay. That's valid because it. You can't understand it. You're not that identity. So, have, you know, so it's fair that you may have questions, mm-hmm. but it's not the other person's responsibility to answer them for you. I think you need to do the due diligence and make that effort to make the education. And then, yeah, eventually with time, you can warm up and just say, oh, like, how did you know? Like, it, it's a comfort level of, like, how much that person's willing to to share. And it's going to, it's a process. It's a process. I agree. It yeah, is a process. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Because what we're doing is we're changing the narrative of thousands of years, like, you know, we're trying to catch up, like, so it's, I think it's fair, in my opinion, it's fair when things, like, with my family took time, 
And I was willing to do that because I grew up in the same home my sisters did in the same home, you know, in the same background that my parents did. So it's like, I understand the limitations of where they are, but I think if they really love someone, they do the work to educate themselves and they, they do the work to try to get to the point where they can see eye to eye because that's the environment they, they grew up in. And so what's cool about right now is that we're changing, we're breaking those barriers so that 10, 15, 50 years from now, it's just mm-hmm. going to be normal, you know, it's going to be normalized. But in the meantime, there's that disconnect, there's that gap that can only be filled through education. I yeah. think education, educating yourself about something you understand is the best way forward. If you really love someone, right? If you really want them in your yeah. life, that is there. Yeah, don't just shut down. <laughs> no, yeah, don't just shut down. Yeah. And the resources. Yeah. And the Let's resources. Talk about resources. Um, what are some, like, just any age from, like, teens and young kids? Because I've even seen that some kids in a very elementary age sometimes when they've grown up, they're like, I felt something different when I was young. Like, even as a kid playing with Barbies, like, it just was not the thing. Um, that's just an example because that's something I've read somewhere. Um, what support, and I mean by support, like, what groups or, or like, articles or just what kind of support network is there that if I were to be like, this is all new to me, like, can I plug myself into to better, not educate, but learn about, you know, being gay and just overall, like, to feel safe, like, what is there that you know of, mm-hmm. you know, because I've only, I mean, I've done the internet and I've watched videos, now YouTube is a big thing that you can just kind of find stuff and, you know, you you find influencers and I keep saying influencers because they are the ones that honestly are talking about certain things that aren't haven't been talked about in a long time Mm -hmm. and it's accepted now because it's just it's just out there now you know it's like okay like it's just out there so you you have to accept it if you if it never comes out how are you ever going to accept it but what is there as far as a network or a safety net that you feel that people who are going through this or are new to it that can reach out to so they don't feel alone. Cause sometimes when you reach out to who you think should be there for you, and I mean like sometimes family, let's start off with family, they're your foundation. So if you reach out to them and they just shut you down in the idea of like, no, you're not, you can't be, I don't want you to be associated with me. Like, so who else do they reach out to when they're, they can't even tell their friends or family. Now you gotta go to total strangers. What is there out there that you, that maybe you yourself felt like you could plug into to know and learn about stuff? Gosh, I mean, it all depends. It's so funny because there, there's a lot of resources out there now. Okay. It's like for sure there's LGBT centers, there's other organi- or LGBTQ organizations that have support groups. Yeah. There's uh, counseling, you know, uh, peer groups. There's a lot of stuff online that you can like chat online with people. So if you don't want to do the phone call and you just want to do that. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, even YouTube, uh, obviously TikTokers, there's a lot of, a lot on TikTok in terms of education and mm-hmm. just um, hearing other people's stories. But I think like knowing that there's all this information out there, mm-hmm. I think speaking from a youth perspective, like, um, you know, I remember being 15, like I would have been terrified to like go anywhere. Like I was, like no like it's just not leaving this room you know mm-hmm. like so i'm sure there's people that feel like they won't even use the resources okay. so i think in terms of those kind of people out there that they're just like truly terrified of just mm-hmm. even telling one soul even if it's a person they don't know even if it's somebody who chat i think what i would say to those people is like the the more that you can start being honest with yourself talking like speaking to yourself in a way that's like you know, that you're not lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you get more comfortable, right, with who you are. And then once you're ready to actually tell someone or seek more information, it's like, just just be gentle, be slow, like pace yourself, like, um, because the resources are, are out there, like there's so many, um, but it has to go to like foundationally, you just have to be honest with yourself. Uh, and that's the hardest part is mm-hmm. like you facing your truth, you being like, oh my gosh. Because a lot of people can tell you like, oh, it's going to get better. You're good. But you don't hear any of that because you only can think of like your next step or your, and a lot of people's environment, like family and friends, like um, I think from a, from a family and friends perspective, people like to create, to start to create that space for people that um, they can start to feel that way is like inclusive language that I was telling before about not assuming things. Um, When you think about people who are different or, the queer community just be affirming being positive like don't other than like 
you know, and just like be vocal about it. Cause in my home, all I heard was like negative things about gay people. And so for me, it was like, Oh, I do not want to be them, you know? So even as like friends and I know like we live, we are in Hispanic communities. It's like to be vocal, be vocal about it. And don't be like a, I'm not telling you to be like an activist. Like I get that people have limitations, (laughs) but just like small comments of like, I think that's really cool. I think it's really cool that she's living her truth. Or I think that's, I think they make such a cute couple. Like, you know, things like those small things of like that you affirm and you support and you're like, you're, they're just like everyone else. Like, because you are. <laughs> yeah, because you are speaking yeah. like that way, and people can pick up on that. Because I'm sure you have cousins or young people, they hear all the conversations that are happening. Oh, so yeah. when you're talking, like, just be mindful. Like, your comments could really could make them feel like, oh, maybe I can talk to Mithya Jenny. I can talk to Mithya yeah, Brenda. Sure. You know, like, and they go, okay, I'm gonna, because maybe their parents are just not, you know, receptive. Yeah. So those exactly. are exactly. Really quick, uh, why is pride important? Ooh. So pride, so there's two things about pride because when people hear the word pride, there's pride of the event or the month, pride month. Mm -hmm. And then there's just having pride, being out and proud and loud and whatever. So why is it important? I think pride uh, to me, I think why people think pride of the event in the month is important is because um, uh, it's, I guess it's just a, it's a time, a dedicated time of the year, which it should be all the, every day of the year, but um, (laughs) to, you know, be amongst your community and with people that support you and just, go out there you know there's a lot of people that are like oh why can't we have straight parades and i'm like yeah but you have all your rights you 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 don't have to be afraid to travel somewhere and somebody being discriminating against you or getting kicked out of your house like this is still very prevalent um i've had uh, occasions where people like uh you know and anna and i were walking down the street and like granted it was a homeless person but it still stuck like they that he was like telling us that we would burn and go to hell you know it's like these are things that like it's just that's just minimal there's obviously a lot of other things that are worse like i do want to say that like when it comes to the trans community trans people of color are being murdered um so it's like there's just like there's still a lot of work to be done and and that's why i think like the more that we can you know set humanize the community the better it's going to be in the long run there's a lot of there's a gap there's a lot of catching up to do but um, that's why like then i segue that into pride in general, like pride in general. Um, everybody has different opinions about this. I personally feel like the more people are out, the more that they're out and proud and thriving and living their life, mm-hmm. the more that other people will be encouraged and inspired to do that as okay. well. But not everyone, I mean, I respect that everyone truly believes that because I get it. There's some people who are, they truly are, they're not in a safe space to come out. And I totally get it. Like I was fortunate, I was privileged enough to be in a home where Although they may not have understood it and been like, oh, awesome, Jackie. Like, they didn't kick me out. They stuck through it with me. And not everyone has that opportunity. So, um, but I have the privilege. And so I'm using my privilege to hopefully help others who might be in that space. So that's why pride is important. Being out is important uh, for the community. I think we're going to wrap it up with one last question. Um, yes. Um, the, um, you have your donas and tortas. And how are you blog? How are you using that platform to advocate for the community? Well, yes. Thank you so much for uh, bringing that up. I actually, you know, um, I feel like that visibility, the visibility that humanizing the community is really important. So by doing like with the blog, I've been able to interview a few people who are trans and queer and talk to them about their experience, but also talk to them about what they're doing, like outside of like being an activist and an advocate, like cooking, family, friends, like who they are holistically. I think um, that's my way of, of giving back to the community in a way that is authentic to me. And um, so luckily I'm using that platform to center and to help um, help other people in the community who might be struggling or people who have questions, like the two of you, you know, like people out there who are like, I, I want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but I want to learn. Um, so I think, um, I think continuing to just to, to make sure that I have people that I'm interviewing and showcasing that are part of the community is my way of, of uh, supporting. Yeah. And if you guys get a chance, go check out her, uh, is it vlog or blog? I mean, it's a blog. Okay. A blog. <laughs> just call it a blog. I don't know why I want to say blog. Vlog is like, there's like video, video blogs. Right? Yeah. Okay. Right. I do a little videos. both. Yeah. 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 Check out her Instagram again, Donas y Tortas on IG, right? Yeah. On IG. And uh, we'll have her handle in the description box below. But yeah, go check it out. She has a little. She has reels on there. She has also food recommendations. Um, <laughs> if you're mostly all over, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
California and stuff. So go check her out. So with that, we're going to say goodbye. We're going to say cheers. Oh, yeah, we're going to say cheers. Thank Love you it. for Thank showing you. up on our 10th yes. episode and educating Aww. us. Thank you. Thank um, you. Y'all. Love to we, lo- we love you for who you are. You are Jackie. You are she. You are badass. So thank you. And with that, we say goodbye. goodbye.